Charlotte, North Carolina. This is Package Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. We're absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live. One of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. The explosion. John, how are you doing on this fantastic Friday afternoon? I'm doing pretty well, Benjamin. How about yourself? This has been the best weather of the year. Yeah. It has. Today was... Didn't answer the question. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. Awesome. (laughs) My state of mind... Needed to know. ...is more reliant on the weather than it is whether or not I did badly on an exam right before this show. Mm. Who knows? Like, I... Definitely didn't happen. Took a major L, but, like, I still feel good because... Okay. It's beautiful outside. It's not not too cold, not too hot. It's just cold. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it's good to be back. We missed a couple weeks. We were here last week, and we kind of did like a March Madness-focused show. Today, we're going to be covering a lot of different things, and I mean a lot. Like what, John? For, in- for instance, what will, be we be- blah, blah, blah. what will we be covering on this show? Well, I'm um, going to talk some basketball because it's still basketball season, so a little bit of NBA, a lot of March Madness. Uh, we're going to talk some Carolina Panthers, which we haven't done pretty much since the season ended. Um, we got women's basketball for NC State still in the tournament. Wrestling, got a whole bunch of swimming, and our baseball team is still rolling, so let's get rolling with some baseball. Yeah, number one in the country still. Our only loss was to Florida State a couple weeks ago. We had a weekend series against Miami, which we hadn't clinched a series in Miami since 2007, and we had never swept them until last weekend. Mm-hmm. Game one, we beat them 6-3. Game two, we were up on them late, and they had a comeback, but we won uh, 7-6 to clinch the first series since 2007. And then game three, we won 6-4 to get our first ever sweep of the Miami Hurricanes, and that was our first road series of the year. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome to start out the year with an ACC sweep on the road. Not start out the year, but start out ACC road play Mm -hmm. with a sweep of a, a solid Miami team. Yeah, yeah, they're um, they have like 16, 17 wins. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. We're yeah. of course we only have one loss on the year, and we still lead the nation in wins and winning percentage. Yeah, and we continued that against Elon, stomped them twenty-one to two, which is just not fair, if you ask me. You know how little leagues have a mercy rule; they need to give college a mercy rule. Give college baseball a mercy rule only when they play us. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just kidding. I like it. I like. We had it. a season high three home runs, which is funny considering we scored twenty-one runs. Only had three home runs. We're a we're a base hitting team. Yeah, last year it was completely yeah. opposite. We had Brett Kinnaman and a couple other guys who yeah. were just hitting it out of the park every game. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's not like a different strategy. It's just like the strengths of our team. Like you watch mm-hmm. like in the pros, if you watch like Joey Votto, he'll have like twenty home runs a year, hitting you know like three twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, getting on base like all the time, just doubles, singles, triples, and it's that kind of like base hitting that it's more consistent. It's easier to maintain like it's not a fluke that we're this good like yeah. our hitting is there it's it's going to be there too for the rest of the season yep next game on wednesday we played ncant so a couple of in-state rivalry games i guess you could say yep but we won that one against ant 12 to 3 to move us to 25 and 1 oh, on yeah. a year again best in the nation for percentage and number of wins yeah um we have a series Pretty this impressive. weekend. We do, yeah, against Cavaliers. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, against the Cavaliers, not the Cleveland Cavs. Uh, got a game tonight at 6.30. You can tune in here, uh, 88.1 WKNC, if you'd like to listen. Another game is, uh, the, the second game in the series is tomorrow, same time, at uh, Dale Park. If you're a student, go to the games. If you're not a student, go to the games. Yeah, I think, um, like it's, <laughs> of course, it's free for students. you got to bring your ID and they yeah. scan it. Mm-hmm. And then for non-students, it's very, very cheap. It's a family event. It's so much fun. It really is. And uh, tomorrow is also Military Appreciation Night. So oh, if nice. you served, uh, you'll probably you'll be honored. It's it's really cool. Um, I I just love going to the baseball games, especially at NC State. Like I saw a picture 
on social media of the field after they mowed it and you know they do all the cool patterns it was just like one of the most beautiful things ever i did not uh grow up playing baseball at all and i never went to baseball mm. games and i was one of those sad people that say baseball is boring like just a blanket statement of it's always boring yeah and like watching it on tv pro baseball interested me but i also will get interested by anything that sports on tv so yeah. i'm not a good gauge in that respect but like I covered a couple high school games for like the local newspaper, mm-hmm. and like it's different going to a baseball game. It is. It's a different experience. It's kind of like hockey. Like I mean, hockey. Say what you will about it. I really like hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually don't talk about hockey at all on this show. That's oh, something that we should start doing because the Hurricanes me. are pretty good. That reminds me. Um, one of my buddies is on the club hockey team here. Yeah, they're good too. They won the ACC championship. They were undefeated. They won the regional championship, mm-hmm. which was the first ACC team to ever win a game at regionals, and they won the regional championship, got to nationals in Dallas, Texas, before losing to UMass. Yeah. Like the, the way nationals worked was there was pools like with, or pods like with the, um, can I say another P word? Um, with, because um, it like the sound that goes into the yeah. mic, I'm hearing yeah. that. But like uh, with the World Cup. Like the best out of the four move forward, and uh, they lost to the number one seed by a lot, but they mm-hmm. had not lost previously. So, literally, the best year ever in NC State club hockey, which is pretty much our varsity hockey because we don't have a varsity hockey team. So, yeah. shout outs to the club hockey team. Yeah. But I, I think we should, they are very good. They're fun to watch too. Like, they have uh, that one or two games every year where they play in PNC, mm-hmm. and like it's free for students play against UNC. Uh, they had like uh, 6,000 people there. It's pretty awesome. That's what Eric told me. Yeah, we do need to start talking about hockey, though, because the, I mean, the Hurricanes, they're about to be like a 8-7-6 seed. You know? Oh, they're going to make the playoffs? They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, it's not guaranteed at this point, but, uh, you know, looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, hockey games are just fun to go to. They really are. So, like, if you get a chance to go to, like, a Hurricanes playoff game, that would be incredible. But, um... That's just that's a sport that I think we need to talk about, and I just came to that conclusion right now. I am hardcore a bandwagon hockey fan. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. a, I'm not like, a. I don't care about the Hurricanes. Hockey nerd. I don't care about the Hurricanes that much. But when we're good, I'll watch. Yeah, I mean the, the <laughs> Hurricanes won a Stanley Cup when I was six, and uh, one of their uh, defenders actually went to my church. So I've always kind of like, you know, I never really grew up a hockey was it, fan. Was it at all. Tim Gleason? What? Was it Tim no, Gleason? No, it was Glenn Wesley, actually. Oh, I don't yeah. know any of the names from except Rod Brindamore okay. and Tim Gleason. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, fair. But um, Aaron, I think Aaron's dad was at that game. Aaron is my fiance. Really? Yeah, he was at that yeah. game. I, re- I remember waking up one morning and, um, like, because I wasn't allowed to stay up then. And, I mean, I, I was homeschooled. So, like, we started school and I was, and I, I suddenly remembered, Mom, did they win? She's like, Yep, they won. And I was like, Yay. Was that a game <laughs> six against Edmonton? Game, yeah, I think it was game six yeah. against Edmonton. Yeah. A good team that we beat and a good team that we had. We have a good team this we, year. We do have a good team this year. The best thing about NHL playoffs is that the eight seed can beat a one seed. Yeah. And it's not even really an upset. Kings did it the a few best years team, back. Yeah. The best team will always win in hockey. The best team will always win in hockey, even if it's the eight seed. They're the best team. It's the way it works. It's magical. It's magical. All right. That was a tangent. We're going to, uh, we're going to finish. Tangents are about, okay, though. Uh, no, no. I like, I yeah. like tangents. Mm hmm. But I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about um, baseball, but we were about to move to swimming and yes, diving. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah. So um, if you tuned in last week, you heard our coverage of coverage, our discussion of the women's national championships. Yeah. Um, NC State ended up finishing seventh overall, which is tied for the best finish in program history. They did finish behind Louisville and Virginia, two schools that. Um, we beat at ACCs. So if we beat them in ACCs, how come they finished ahead of us in nationals? It, it's a good que- That's a good question. Um, swimming is a sport that involves tapering, which if you don't know what tapering is, it's like, uh, I mean, the word, tapering off your training and resting for meets. Mm-hmm. Now, NC State is a more of a sprint program, much more of a sprint program. So we taper for um, ACCs to get that ACC championship and to prepare for NCAAs. Now, Virginia and Louisville, they tapered for NCAAs, so they're going to have um, some faster swims at NCAAs. Mm-hmm. And that's what most schools do, what NC State does. Um, like, if you look at the 50 free, um, 13 out of 16 in the 
in the A final and the B final for the men's 50 free added time in the final. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that could be the result of, you know, a pool. But, I mean, they're at Texas, so not really. So it's a tapering thing. So teams that we match up with better at ACCs might get their rest before NCAAs and then swim faster. So what we did, just to recap that, is we went saw that we don't really have a shot to win the NCAA. Not, that's actually not true. It's it's less of a um it's less of a strategy of when we want to go fast and more of a strategy of we're going to try to taper for ACCs. We're going to get as many people to NCAAs as we can, get these cuts. And then NCAAs we're just going to do as best as we can. Okay. So All right. It's more of a um it's it's the mindset of we want all of our swimmers to compete there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we did get the ACC championship. So yeah, the strategy paid seven. off. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we we finished very well. That's um, up eleven spots from last year because we were eighteenth uh, last year. Yeah, we had a lot of all American finishes, which are uh, top eight. Uh, second eight are um, all American honorable mention. But mm-hmm. our, our two hundred freestyle relay, they finished third. Uh, Kylie Perry, Kylie Alons, Roe, and Elise Hahn. Uh, Kylie Perry finished uh, seventh in the fifty free. Alons in eighth in the fifty free. Um, some other swims that we didn't get to. Uh, Sophie Hansen continued her breaststroke dominance. She finished third in the 200 breaststroke with mm-hmm. a 206, which is absolutely ridiculous. And Kylie Perry finished seventh in the 100 freestyle with a 47-4-3. Now, that's all for the women. Um, long course is uh, long course season is not observed in NCAAs, but it is observed in USA Swimming. Mm-hmm. So our athletes are going to continue to train, try to make um, national championships for long course, which we'll we'll cover for so as well. Do swimmers ever get any time off? Like <laughs> as a student, you get summer off. Yeah, basketball players will take like off season. Like there's mm-hmm. less intense. You different athletes will work out and train, and you know we're gonna talk about later in the show. Talk about Cam Newton and what right. he's doing in the off season. Yeah, but with swimming, you're just all out swimming. Yes, all year it seems like. Yeah, and um. It's not always all out, but, I mean, there are taper periods. But swimming, you pretty much have to consistently train throughout the year. One of my best friends, uh, Braden Lawfer, he swam at Navy. He's going to graduate. That's why I said he swam. But um, he, like, struggled to find time to, you know, visit his friends and family and come Mm -hmm. down because even in the summer when he was off, he was training for swimming. So he was up in Annapolis. Spring break. Spring break, break. Training for swimming. Everything, you know, you got to get, because, like, there's so many meets during the year. It's mm-hmm. not just, like, one time. Like, for basketball, we have, we have March Madness. Like, we just had NCAAs. Over the summer, we'll have uh, long course national championships. In December, we'll have short course national championships. And then you got Olympic trials coming up in 2020. So it, it really is, like, a constantly training sport. Very un- uh, unique outside, like, track and field, cross country, those sp- those kinds of sports training throughout the year. But even more so in swimming, it's it's hard to escape. <laughs> so what happens, like, let's say you took a week off for spring break and didn't swim for a week. Let's say that Kylie okay. Perry was swimming a 21.57 yeah. before she took a week off. Mm-hmm. She takes a week off, comes back, trains for a week. How is that week off hurting her? Like, what's her time looking like? It, it's hard to project times like that, but um, level of just being in shape and mm-hmm. ready to swim, it's, um, you can look at it like, Missing a day of swimming is like missing three days of basketball practice. That's what my coach always said because he was a swim coach and a basketball coach. He said, um, like, if you miss, like, a week of swimming, that's like missing three weeks of basketball. It takes your body that much more to, um, you know, to get back into shape because it's um, – mm-hmm. I don't know the actual science behind it because I'm not an exercise science major, but um, the repetition and – like uh, the intensity of the workouts for long periods of time mm-hmm. cause it to be like um, your body needs that repetition. When you stop that repetition, it's hard to get back into the groove of it, if you will. All right. So, yeah. Learning something new every day on Packers yeah. Life Sports Show. The men are currently competing, though, so we are going to talk about that. Um, they finished uh, with a silver medal second place in the 200 freestyle relay. That was something we won last year. Like, did we yes, get gold we, in that? we did win last year. But, uh, you know, we, we lost uh, Ryan Held. Yeah, so yeah. So, Relay's not as fast. But um, Nils Korstanya, he led off with a 1903, and he's a freshman, of course, 
which is uh, a lifetime best in the 50 free for him. Um, the other splits, uh, Justin Rest went 18.3, uh, Jacob Molisek 18.8, and Giovanni Izzo 18.6. And if you're wondering why that those splits are faster, it's because you get to do a um, a momentum start. The wind-up with the, the wind arms? Up. Yeah, a relay start. So that can shave off half a second up to a second. Okay, I was about to say, because the yeah. program record for like the 50 free is like 18.56 yes. from held. Yeah, exactly. And But that's from a, a block. Yeah, that's yeah. from a start. So that's why we don't count. I mean, you count splits. but As their own thing. Exactly. Yeah, like my fastest 50 free in a split was like a 21.7. My fastest from a block was like 22.4. Oh, really? So, so like, it makes that much of a difference. It, it can make up to like almost a second difference. Um, for the second year in a row, though... Uh, Andreas Vizayas finished second in the 2IM with a lifetime best and program record of 139.35, which is absolutely ridiculous. Three seconds faster than like the previous record, which was also um, set by him, I think. Yeah, I, three seconds. I think it was more like 1.3. I told you that okay. before the show. 1.3. That's my fault, not yours. It was like 1.3 seconds faster. But uh, swimmer from, yeah, I just wanted to get that clear. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. I'm but, just laughing yeah. because like, I came in with this. This is the one thing I knew. <laughs> you were like, it's three seconds. And then like, I'm like, I'm going to come in with something smart. And it's like, yeah. nah, I, I, I got you wrong, Benjamin. Yeah. Wow, you're really letting me down, John. I apologize. That's also an ACC record. <laughs> he was beaten by, um, I forgot his name, a swimmer from Cal who went 138.13, so beat him by over a second. We don't do name shout-outs, John. We don't do. I, yeah, not for Cal swimmers. Yeah, they're just all the Cal swimmer. Berkeley. <laughs> you got to make the Olympics if you want us to talk about you and you don't go to NC State. We we did take fourth place in the 400 medley relay. Um, that was another um, All-American honor for our relay. Um, Vizayas went 45-0. Daniel Graber, 52 in the breaststroke. Coleman Stewart, 44 in the backstroke. And Jacob Molisek, 41.7 in the freestyle. Um, that closed up the... Um, Thursday night swims for NC State. Now, there are swims going on today. Um, oh, wait. I skipped the 50 free. Yeah. I'm sorry. We yep. had uh, but two that did, swimmers. That was the last swimmer. I did close it out. Yeah. We had uh, two swimmers qualify for the mm-hmm. uh, for the finals to get in the top 16, and then uh, Justin Rest yep. got into the top eight. And finished now, eight. now, something interesting about NCAAs, the top 16, uh, there's an A final and a B final, mm-hmm. and you can't win from a B final, even if you set a world record. It's not a win. You have I don't, to be I, in the A final. Like, I understand. I doubt that would ever happen. Like, Actually, it has. Really? Yeah, in the 50 free. I think uh, it was like um, somebody had the fastest time from a B final. And prelims matter. That's something that like we as, as coaches, like that's what I always tell my kids. I say prelims matter. You've got to get to finals. It would be kind of like gotta NC get State there. winning the NIT if they had won it. Eh, kind of. Didn't, it's almost like Virginia overlooking a 16 seed. So that they can get to better opponents, if you will. But we did do well in the 50 free. Uh, Justin Ress, he finished eighth with a 19.1. And uh, that earned back-to-back All-America honors for him. Nils Korstanya, he got to the consolation final, the B final. And he finished 12th overall with a 19.18. Uh, Jacob Molisek also, he finished 21st in prelims. And again, 50 free is so fast that... Justin Rest could have missed finals. Mm-hmm. That's how fast, of, and it's uh, it's such a quick race that you know you never know what's going to happen. But a uh, good swim for uh, Molisek went nineteen point three. Um, we had another good swim in the five hundred free. Uh, Eric Knowles, he's had a terrific season, won the ACC championship in the five hundred free. He earned a spot in the consolation final, and he finished twelfth with a four fourteen. It's been a while since we've had a men's swim. Oh. Other than Anton Ibsen, right. a men's swimmer that was competing yes. very well in the like the long distance. Yeah, uh, losing Ibsen was a big part of why we're not probably in first for um, well, NCAAs him and Ryan right Held. And, and Ryan Held, but I'd say Anton Ibsen's more important because of like the... Um, the events he won. Yeah, exactly, the events he won. All of were, Held's best events, if you go in the... They're replaceable. Like, he's a very good swimmer. I mean, obviously, Olympic gold in a relay. But mm-hmm. the events he swims are replaceable in our program. It's hard to replace those distance events. Also, Dressel, the kid at Florida, yes. just is faster than him in every single one of his events. So, yep. like, we're not going to get any wins in what Hell did individually. Mm-hmm. 
Dressel actually didn't swim the 50 free this year. Really? Yeah. He holds the record. Exactly. Like Sam, he's, he's the only one to do sub-18, and yeah, he's like a 17.62, 17. I think. Oh, 62? Yeah, no, it's insane. It it's almost a I'm second faster than uh, Ryan Hills. I think it's 17.62, and I could be wrong. But yeah. anyway. One thing, like, if uh, anybody out there listening is a young swimmer, one thing that you'll see about these 50s is that they're dolphining to, like, the 15-yard mark every time. They're just maximizing those underwater. So for those of us who aren't swimmers, like people visually, what does that mean? It's 25 yards across. Yes. So underwater uh, kicks are a big part of a short course race. Mm -hmm. Um, So like underwater kicks basically maximize the momentum of a dive or a flip turn. So you'll see like um, Coleman Stewart on his backstroke. He like, um, he'll dolphin out to like the 15, which is as far as you can, are legally allowed to go. Then take four strokes and turn, and then he'll dolphin out to like the thirteen, and then take five strokes and turn. So it's minimizing the amount of strokes you're taking and maximizing the amount of momentum you're carrying. Okay. Off the wall. Yeah. Coach John over here. Yes. I'm looking up. Um, I'm looking up his time. I'm almost certain it's. I know it's point six three. Oh, I was off by one one hundredth of a second. That's okay. Wow. So it was Millerad Cavage in two thousand eight against Michael Phelps in the hundred fly. If I knew the name, I was going to make the reference, yeah. but I did not know the name. Yeah. There are more events today, like I said, 4 a.m., 100 fly, 2 free, 100 breast, 100 back, and 200 medley relay. So if you tune in next week, we will have all those results for you. But you can also watch on ESPNU, but if you want to. You could wait, not watch it. Then that way you could surprise yourself by listening to the show, and you could let us bring you the, like, the joy of how well NC State Swimming did. True. At Nationals. Anyway, yeah, we uh, that's all we got for swimming for you guys. Uh, one last little note about wrestling. We talked a lot about the NCAA championship last week. Um, our wrestlers did well, but none of them really had a chance to win at all, except for Hayden Highlay at uh, 157 pounds. He ended up he entered um, the finals as a fifth seed or as the tournament, not the finals. He made it to the semifinals, and then was up against the top overall seed and lost three to two, and then lost the consolation game. So he ended up finishing uh, fourth overall earning All-American honors for the second straight ye- uh, season. Yeah. What if I said Yeezen? Like Yeezy? Yeezy's? Yeezen. It's Kanye Yeezen. That's weird. That's amazing. I'm going to have to start saying that. I, I coined it right here. Pack okay. life. Mark cool. the date, guys. He's only the third wrestler in state history to earn a podium finish in his first two years. So shout out to Hayden Heidley. Um, Saw he posted on Twitter. Said, I will be back. Shout out to my fans. Really? Yeah. But that's us. We're his fans. We are his fans. Yeah. So for the second love, Hayden. (laughs) He had us in mind. Yeah. I know he did. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the uh, second straight week that we're going to take a song break with my song. And I'll have you know, John knows this because my mom always calls me after the show to tell me everything I did right or wrong in the show. (laughs) She just tells it like it is, which I really, really appreciate. But uh, she was like, she yeah, thought you, you got to say that. <laughs> she thought John had selected the song because it was good, which was it was quite hurtful. Yeah. But this time I do have another good song, and it was a good song by me. Thank you. All right. Let's we hear might, it. we might have a John song later in the program, possibly if we take another song break. We'll Just see. Play the song, dude. This is called uh, Saint Elizabeth. Who's it by? Kaya Cater. St. Elizabeth by Kaya Cater. This is the Packers Life Sports Show. I hadn't faded it down yet. I'm sorry. That was St. Elizabeth by Kaya Cater. No, I had faded it down most of of it. Okay. Yeah. This is Packers Life Sports Show. I'm John Hinton. Benjamin Denton here. Good to know. I got to say my name again. Yeah. First time ever. How do you feel? (laughs) I feel like a new man. I'm feeling pretty good about... NC State women's basketball right now. Feeling really good about NC State women's basketball. We got a game against Iowa. Yeah. Number two seed. We're the three seed. Uh, we did defeat Maine in the first round of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Um, that was 63-51 to in Reynolds because in the women's tournament, the first two rounds are hosted by the higher seed. Which is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Kara Leslie, she had 20 points in her final NCAA tournament opening game. Alyssa Kunane had 16, Kai Crutchfield had 14, and that game was uh, not really close, honestly. Mm -hmm. The final score said 12 points, 
but it was NC State was in control the entire game. Mm-hmm. Mostly like 16, 18, 20 points most of the game. Yeah, just getting the ball inside, driving to the basket. Um, I watched some highlights. It was uh, pretty dominant. You know, not a, a ton of three-point shooting from NC State, which is a good way to win. It's really good because that means that when it comes down to better teams like Iowa, yep. we can actually hit yes. threes because we are a really good shooting team. Yeah. We did. Uh, we beat Kentucky in the second round, seventy-two to fifty-seven. I saw that most media outlets were calling for an upset. Um, they said no. NC State said no. The nerve! The nerve for an them. upset over NC State. Yeah, they were. They were. They were talking because of injuries. Because of course, uh, no Erica Cassell, no Grace Hunter for the rest of the season. So Erica Cassell is out. Yes. Oh man. For those of you who didn't watch the team, Cassell is. She started, but then Kunane comes in. It's basically, is it kind of like White Walker and DJ Funderburk? I guess so. Because Cassell would start. <laughs> that's, that's funny, yeah. It kind of is. she would play a good bit, but Kunane was the one that was in there for scoring because she's a beast on the inside and a true oh, freshman. Yeah. So we're going to have her for three more years, and it's going to be super fun to watch. Yeah. Kara Leslie, she had 26 against Kentucky, so she's averaging 23 points a game, if you didn't do the math. Um, when you watch her play... You can tell she's the best player on the court. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. And, like, she just is a very unselfish player, too. That's why she doesn't. Like, Grace Hunter was leading the yeah. team in scoring before she, she plays went like out. Maya Moore mm-hmm. did for Kentucky and did in the WNBA. Just, you know, really electric with the ball. Really good at uh, driving to the basket. Really good passer when she needs to. Really good shooter. Clutch. She, she's very clutch. Very clutch. Very fun to watch. Um, yeah, that was... The second round, get into the Sweet 16 for the second straight year. Got a game against Iowa tomorrow in Greensboro at 1130 in the morning. So wake up and support the pack. There was a, uh, they had, uh, they're sending out a bus full of students. Yeah. I wasn't able to go, but. Yeah, I got work, but. Um, Iowa is an interesting team. They got the leading scorer in the country. Oh boy. Uh, Megan Gustafson. She's a senior. It's her second straight year leading the country in scoring. Averaging 28 points a game. 28? 28 points a game, yes, sir. Pretty unreal. So stopping her is going to be key. I was, um, I looked at some of their numbers. They're one of the best offensive teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Not so much. We're not going to, um, scoring the ball is not going to be a problem for us in this game. Not saying they're a bad defensive team. I'm just saying like the matchup is kind of like, um, I'll put it this way. It's kind of like UNC versus Auburn tonight. It's just going to be all offense. You know, who can score more points? It's going to be going to be a fun game. But wake up and support the pack. It's an early game. That's a good call to action. That's a good call to action. It's a great job. call to action. Yeah, we're learning about call to action because we're PR uh, students. Uh, three, not 316. Uh, is it COM 316? Yeah, it is COM 316. PR writing. Call to action in a newsletter or a press release. Wait, you're in that right now as well? Yes. But you're just in a different section than me? Yes. Should have taken my section, John. I like my teacher. We talked about this. My, uh, We have, we have. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought. Uh, you said you like the rule where the, um, the upper seed hosts the first two rounds. Do you think that that's something that the NCAA should look into for the men? I think that I like it, but at the same time, the men's tournament does have a lot more people. Yes. And I think it the men's tournament is a bigger deal to the city that hosts it. And I think it's a little bit big of an event for I could all I'm saying is I understand why it doesn't work that way for okay. the men's. Yeah. Because there's a lot of planning that goes into it and like for, for them to find out like the week before. And That's then true. even two days before if there's an upset. Like yeah. the six will find out, hey, we're actually hosting this game in two days because the because the fourteen beat the three. That's, you know? a, that's a good point. Yeah. So like I think it's awesome that the women do do it the, that way. And, like, I think that that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. Just the men, I don't think, are able to do it that way. Which is uh, one of the reasons that's that a good point. I think the women's There's, tournament might be a better tournament. Yeah, probably. And it, it helps the better teams win. And because, honestly, like, there's less upsets in the women's tournament. Not, because not of this year. Con, not this year. Well, because of concentration and talent. Yeah. And because of, you know, home field. Yeah, because there's just home less court, less women playing basketball in the United States. So the really good players, there's less of them. Yeah. And then they're all going to the same programs like UConn, Stanford, Duke for a little bit. 
now NC State yeah. might get some of those players now. That's that's why I think it's really important for um you know to show the women's tournament on ESPN and stuff like that. Like a lot of guys hate on women's sports, especially women's basketball. But like if you want women's basketball to get better, then you have to promote that sport so that girls will play basketball in the U.S. You know, yeah. and I think, I mean. I think I think it's the best sport, regardless. Like I'd rather watch a women's basketball game than any form of soccer. And really? I'm sorry to any soccer, unless it's the World Cup. But I'm sorry to any soccer players. But I just love basketball. I like men's and women's soccer. Yeah. That they're both. Oh, really I do. Fun to, I do. I'd actually say that the women's soccer games are closer to the men's soccer games than like a yeah. basketball game. And that, yeah, women's. that wasn't hating on soccer. That was just talking about how much I love the sport of basketball. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, well, if if they win, they'll play Baylor in the Elite Eight. Which is going to be has an Baylor insane already matchup. won? Or are you just assuming Baylor's going to win? I'm assuming they're going to win because they're the top overall seed. So, well, they don't have Brittany Griner anymore. So, who knows? It's been like seven years, but okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we, they they could lose. Let Let's talk about uh, March Madness, the men's tournament. Boring. It's pretty boring so far. It's been it's pretty fun. chalk. Okay. Here's what. Here's some of the games were very fun to watch, but who won was boring. Like okay, the better team fair. won. Just about every time. Yeah. Like the LSU Maryland. Nobody likes that. The LSU Maryland game. Yeah. Really fantastic game to watch. The ending of that game was was insane. It was a tie ball game. Mm-hmm. LSU hits a three with like 20 seconds left to take a three-point lead. Maryland hits a corner three to tie it. And then LSU drives to the basket to win it with less than a second left. LSU, they play. Who do they play today? Michigan State. Michigan State. That's going to be a good Every game. single t- one seed made it. Every single two seed made every it. Every single three. Every single three seed made it. Two fours, a five, and a 12. Go and the only reason they're the five. Only reason that a twelve made it is because the four lost to the thirteen beforehand. Yeah, so it could have been. Yeah, Kansas and Kansas State, Big Twelve messed it up. Just think, there's so many bros around the country being like, "Man, I called it, bro. I called it. Look at my bracket. Looks so good." Yeah, that's right because you didn't do any upsets in your bracket because you're boring. My bracket was good until last night, and now it's terrible. Oh yeah, because Michigan lost. Mi- oh, Michigan got killed. Uh, I don't want to talk about that game. That was so bad. Shout-outs to what? Texas Tech. Yeah, they're good. Purdue. Purdue's good. No one was talking about either of those teams, and they're already in the Elite Eight. Yeah, Purdue wasn't even in the uh, top two in the Big Ten regular season or the Big Ten championship, I haven't and seen, now they're in the Elite Eight. I haven't seen a Texas Tech game on TV since the last time Texas Tech got to the Elite Eight last year. Because I think they were in the Elite Eight last year as like a two or a three seed. Yeah, yeah, they were. They've always been like on the cusp, and this could be the year where they you know, get to the Final Four. We're going to have uh, Nobody's Gonzaga. been watching them. The matchups right now, the people that are in the Elite Eight are Gonzaga and Texas Tech. Um, uh, uh, no, Auburn, not Auburn. Uh, Purdue and Virginia. Yep. And the games that are going to be decided tonight are the UNC-Auburn game. Oh, yeah. Um, Michigan go, State, or, LSU. War Eagle, baby. Duke, Virginia Tech. War Dang Eagle. Duke, Virginia Tech's going to be an awesome game. It is. Yeah, because the first game didn't have Justin Robinson or Zion. Justin Robinson's back? Yes, he's back. So it's gonna be frick yeah. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a fun game, I think at least. Um, who I, you got? Who you, if you uh, redid like um, counting the games last night? So there's 12 teams left. Who do you think is gonna win? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at. I thought you were gonna talk about redoing my bracket because I have like 18 percent right. Yeah, I was gonna. Okay, that's kind of what I was gonna say though. <laughs> if you redid your bracket, like Sweet 16 only, who do you have winning right now? I probably would have had Michigan if we were looking at the Sweet 16. Mm. I really did like that team. Okay, final 12. Who do you have winning right now? Who's going to win it? Oh, man. I'm probably going to be pulling for Texas Tech. I don't want Virginia to win it. I'm no. I'm back on the hating Virginia no, I, train. I hate Virginia. Oh, man. Let it be known. It's already known. I, I hate Virginia. I kind of want Auburn to win. I would kill for Auburn to win. Would you oh, kill me? Yes. Uh, I understand, John. Yeah, I don't even I hold would. it against you. I would because they would beat UNC in the process, but and that then, team is so much fun to watch. They hit so many threes. It was really and they pushed the pace. It's unreal. it was really fun to watch us beat them at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but I guess you know Auburn <laughs> wasn't a real signature win for us. You know they were top yeah, ten at the time, yeah. SEC champions. You we, know we've talked about this, but I'm yeah, still salty. I'm I'm excited to see Auburn play. Hopefully they can beat UNC. That's like a double win for me because I'm I didn't, an Auburn um, fan and a UNC hater. I guess I, <laughs> my answer to your question is I I really don't know and don't really care to have a prediction. Mm. I just decide on my heart, which is why I have 18% correct in my bracket. 
And so I probably want Auburn to win. Okay. Like an Auburn Duke final think would we'll be win? insane. Auburn Duke, I don't know who I'd pull for, honestly. That'd be I'd just watch it. That'd be a fun game. That would be an insanely fun game yeah. to watch. I'd probably pull for Auburn just because I'd probably pull for Auburn. NC State has made me actually start to dislike other teams from North Fair. Carolina. Which yeah. is goes against everything. It's how I was raised, John. Everything. Mm. But who do you think is gonna win it of the teams left? I mean, I picked Duke at the start. I can't I can't go away from that now. I basic. think they're gonna win. So basic. But like logically, you you keep going with your heart and you keep getting the picks wrong. Yes, that's true. So but like it, it's yeah, it's basic. That's when the tournaments are better, is when we have so many upsets. Yeah, but I'm not arguing that the tournament is needs to be better. I'm saying Duke is gonna win. Because All I'm saying the best is team. refs. If they would have lost, referees, they would have lost to UFC. I need the refs U- to UCF. start. <laughs> the refs need to come come in and come in big for us next year with some oh. with some mid major programs. That's all I'm saying. Okay, and it it'll happen next year. You watch next year. State NCAA is going to see that the needs ratings to play some good teams. I haven't seen the ratings, but my hypothesis is that they're down. Not as many people watching the games yeah. because it's more predictable, and the NCAA is going to see it. And next year. And make sure the refs make sure it happens. Okay. Let's talk about Lipscomb. Honestly, I didn't. I wasn't terribly upset. Yeah, if that you, was if, a fantastic game to watch. If you didn't know, NC State, uh, they were in the quarterfinals of the NIT. Yeah, quarters. Uh, hosting the last round that's hosted um, against Lipscomb, which is a small Christian school in Tennessee. If you don't know, which I assume you didn't. Wow. And we lost. What ninety five to ninety two? It was ninety four. No, it was by one point. It was ninety four, ninety three, or ninety five. Oh, that's 94. right. Yeah, it was one point. Oof. Bad turnover to end the game. Yeah. After Corn Doran played yeah. the best he's ever played in the state uniform, at a career high. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Torn Doran. I am too. Gave his heart and soul for this program. Yeah, but talked about after the game, he had, he'd been praying to play in the ACC since he was a little kid. Yeah, he was super grateful that, for that, NC State. That's why he transferred yeah. from Charlotte. Yeah, pretty cool. Me too, but, man. I've been praying to play in the, the ACC, and yeah. I don't think it's happening, John. I think it is intramural. That that counts. ACC competitive by <laughs> the ACC way. ACC basketball. Yeah, but uh, that dude for Lipscomb who had forty-four points. That was pretty cool, and he passed up the last shot. Yeah, I kind of hated him. If I had been at the game, kind of hated him. <laughs> if I had been at the game, I would have hated him. Like yeah. when I go to the game and you score a lot for the other team, I hate you so much. Yeah, I like don't. regardless of how well you play. But like when I watch it on TV, I'm less emotionally involved, and so I can yeah. just appreciate a, a really good performance. That's funny because it's the opposite for me. Like when I'm in person, I typically like I like I see the nuances of someone's game if they're playing really well, and I like appreciate it more on TV. It's easier to hate. So that's interesting. I wasn't. I kind of wanted Matthews to get 50 a little bit. Like, I wanted us yeah. to win, obviously. But, like, Torn Doran's still 34 points, and he was just shooting all two-pointers, which is exactly his game. So. Yeah. Markel had Thought a fantastic second half once again. Yeah, it just it stinks that it had to go down that way. But it was a good game. A better game than any game we've really seen in the NCAA tournament. Oh. Which is because it was hosted by a team. Yeah. Like, when you get a crowd that involved. Yeah, like, nothing... And the NCAA tournament is ever going to top like a Duke-UNC matchup or a UNC State matchup or a Kentucky-Louisville when both teams are good. It's just nothing is better than a true road game like rivalry or like a real good game. I don't know. Like a Final Four game or like... See, the thing about the Final Four is that they usually play in a stadium. And it's like... Sometimes they're sold out. Yeah, they're sold out. Like, but the, the late... my point is that it's super like wide open, and it doesn't. It feels so big, and there's like gaps between the bench and the court, and it just it doesn't feel like the same game at all. Even though it is, it just it it looks like a different court. It looks foreign. It would be. I understand what you're saying, where it's it'll never be like they can never reach the same level. Yeah, in one respect, but of course, a regular season game is never going to reach the same level that a tournament game would. Yeah, like Leitner's shot. For Duke, or NC State's dunk with Lorenzo Charles, you know that stuff doesn't doesn't matter where that was played because of the tournament it was played in. Like that's why we remember that, yeah, for all time. 
So in one respect of the personal experience, I'll bet going to those games aren't as good as going to like okay, a, that's fair. Like a UNC Duke game. Yeah, but it's even more, it, it's just become recently that they've started doing the Final Four on a stage like this. It used to, they just pick a, a gym and go do it there. PNC is big enough. PNC is absolutely big enough, but they got to do it in the, you know, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. It's or like, the Carrier Dome. Why, or the Carrier Dome. Doesn't like, Syracuse play their whole games in there? Lucas Oil Stadium. Like, why? Money. Why? Money. It, Exactly. Yeah. My dad just texted me about Purdue, Tennessee. He said that was a good game too, and I have to agree. That was a pretty solid. I game. didn't I didn't actually see the game. I was I didn't see it. I was study. following on my phone, but trying to. Obviously didn't do a good job. I did not. <laughs> well, I had two papers last night too. So yeah. like everything was happening last but, night. Uh did you see how the game ended though? I did not. Uh, Purdue kind of got a pretty like James Harden ish foul call and tied the game up. And then Tennessee had one point seven seconds to go the full Distance, it was tied because the game went into overtime, and they inbounded the ball and called a timeout with .1 seconds because Rick Barnes is Rick Barnes. Wait, why did they call it? It, You tell me. And it it was funny. Like, Chris Webber was calling the game, and it was funny hearing him. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny hearing Chris Webber try to not criticize the timeout call so that they wouldn't bring up his timeout. It was pretty funny, yeah. But um, I, all right, stop laughing. I'm Cut sorry. your mic off so I can talk. It was um, okay. All right, all right. It was um, <laughs> Chris Weber was okay. Yeah, Chris Weber was calling the game. But I it, was, I didn't watch it. I wasn't aware. Just the timing of like, like with a timeout, and then just Chris Weber was calling the yeah. game. I saw, I saw a quote that said, um, "You know that like you're in trouble if you look at your coach in the last two minutes of the game. If at any point." He doesn't look like he's in control. You're in trouble. And Rick Barnes always has this look on his face that he's just, what's happening? <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to explain. Like, Kay is under control. Roy Williams, Kevin Keats, Calipari, those guys are under control. Camera turns to Rick Barnes, and he's just, he's shook. You can't explain it. Hashtag shook. Hashtag shook. Yeah. Let's talk about the NBA, though. Uh, Manu Ginobili got his jersey retired. Really? First, yeah. As he should. As he should. Absolutely. It was pretty cool to see, like, um, like Tim Duncan came, and Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan's got like gray dreads on his head. Like, really? They're not super long, but it's like it's really cool. He's just like he's like the coolest dude ever. He got his uh, like black belt in uh, karate. What? Yeah, he's been doing like mixed martial arts and stuff like that for fun. I mean, that, that's terrifying. Six eleven, Tim Duncan. Black belt in like I'm, five different martial arts. Wow. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Did he do martial arts while he was playing? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Because it'd be kind of cool to see how he could use that stuff. If he did. Like if you do judo, uh, judo, which is all about like weight Body positioning. And, yeah. And yeah. using the other Post person's players. weight. Man. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki played their last game against each other, which is really sad. It is sad. Yeah, whether or not Dirk's retiring, D-Wade is retiring. He's had a pretty awesome... I think Dirk said he is, though. Dirk hadn't said he is yet. He said he'll decide He was getting, like, standing O's, like, every... He's getting pushed out. He's getting the retirement. He's getting the Kobe tour, almost. Yeah, he's getting the Kobe tour, but it's not confirmed, and they're kind of, like, pushing him out. So I think he'll end up retiring, but... I mean, they've had an incredible rivalry. For, um... Two finals against each other. Yeah. I think for the non-basketball fan, a Kobe tour was a bigger deal. But for someone who's been following the NBA... Dwayne Wade is bigger. Well, I'm saying, like, Dwayne Wade's not getting... Is Dwayne Wade bigger than Dirk? Bigger than Dirk in the U.S.? I would say so. Not internationally, for obvious reasons. But I don't know, man. Dirk uh, used to be really hated and not thought... Not hated, but he used to be thought of as not that good, not clutch, not a real superstar. Until he won that ring, and then the fans kind of all turned. So I got to say, D Wade is is bigger than Mm. Dirk. Yeah. I've been seeing more clips on social media with the whole Dirk. um, Wow, what a way to cite my my side of the argument. I've been seeing clips on social media. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to stop what I was saying. I've I've already lost. Yeah. Yeah. Big L's. Big L's today. Hey, who's your rookie of the year, Luca or Trey? If you asked me five weeks ago, I wouldn't have even entertained the question, but now it's worth talking about because Trey Young has been putting on an absolute show. Luca barely missed the All-Star game, right? Yes. 
and he's kind of just fading away a little bit. Not really. He's average, still averaging like 27 and 7. Luca averages 27? 27 and 7. He averages 27 oh, and oh. 7. Oh, okay. I thought he was 27 points a game for a rookie? Wow. I'm going to say Luca because I know you're going to okay. say Trey Young. I'm not going to say Trey Young. I'm going to say Luca, but I'm saying there's a case for Trey Young. When he, I went, he had 49 points. Trey Young's a real deal. Oh, he's a real deal. Like when you got a he guy that have any sh- hair, but he's the real deal. Should he just should should Trey Young just own it yes. and like shave? Yes. yes. Or should he just LeBron it? Ooh, that's tough. Because he could buzz Le- it and then LeBron it, it. LeBron made it work. He's got like Look, LeBron and KD going on because his hair is like everywhere. Like KD, like KD never brushed his hair, and it's also like. You know, he's losing his hairline like LeBron. So or it's me. Like, it's like the worst of both worlds. He's got to shave it. He looks like a lollipop no that he dropped else. in a pile of hair. Oh. It's kind of sad. If Michael I Jordan, love Trey Young, but it's out. true. Hear me out. If Michael Jordan made bald be like made being bald cool, will LeBron make having a false hairline cool? I think it already is cool. You think it's cool? To have a false hairline rather than have a bad hairline? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reevaluate for white some guys. choices I've made. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't fake your hairline. You'd be surprised. You don't see those videos on like Facebook or something like that. Where I don't go on Facebook, dude. I haven't because I gave up social media for Lent. But like, yeah, where they put like the toothpaste. I guess I'm getting targeted ads. Yeah, probably. Now I feel really sad. Let's talk about uh, playoff picture real quick though. Hornets are three games out of the playoffs in the East. Kemba <sighs> is. Willingness to the playoffs, but Tank we might for not Zion, get there. John. Thank for Zion. I agree. Point three percent is better than zero percent. Yep. We're gonna talk about the Panthers real quick. They signed uh, Matt Paradis from the Denver Broncos, the best center on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. So that was a good signing. Got him for pretty cheap too. Uh, we released Matt Khalil, which is also big. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Wow. This is all news to me. I've been trying just to survive in this in the semester. To be fair, you don't have social media, so. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, didn't even think about that. Yeah, but Cam is uh, Cam's been training. He's trying to slim up. He said trying to get down to like two forty five. See, for me, that worries me a little bit. Okay, why? I say a little bit because depends on how slim he wants to go. Because Cam is well, a guy. I, I just two forty five. Yeah, rather than two sixty five. Cam is a guy who takes a lot of hits. Yeah, and when you got less on you, those hits. Inf- affect you more. Yeah. That's, that's why RG3 is not in the league today. Well, he's in the league, but he's not playing like he was. He's yeah. what, third string on Baltimore? Second. Second string? Yeah, they, they traded oh, they got Joe rid of Flacco. Flacco. I remember, yeah. Good on them. Hey. Uh, what? Don't talk bad about my boy. No, I'm just saying a lot of teams would have would have taken RG3 and traded him. Or even Lamar Jackson would have been like, look, we don't believe he's going to be good. Let's trade him while his you value is high. You said good on them for trading Joe Flacco. Yeah, good on them. Flacco was done in Baltimore. I'm not saying he's done, done. Okay, okay, okay. Now your dad's going to be texting you. He's going to be mad. My dad likes Joe, too. I'm standing by it. Good on them for trading Joe Flacco and not Lamar Jackson or RG3. Joe Flacco's my favorite elite quarterback. Back back to Cam Newton. Yeah. He just, like, if he gets too too thin, he's going to miss more time. And injury, health. very educated right now. Health has been a problem for him the last two years. It's crossed his playoff burst. Yeah, no, it has. And, like. I guess he's seeing that the answer might be to get like more uh, lean, but we'll see. Because he can avoid hits better if he's more elusive. Yeah, he's always been elusive. Offensive line is shaping up to be good this year. I think Cam's gonna take his. He's gonna let. Uh, this is an on year. He'll, he'll take his licks running the ball, but not in the pocket, which is the biggest deal. Because that's you, that's how he's gotten hurt yeah, the past for two sure. years in the pocket. If you had a clip, running's of the not an issue. Top. 50 hits that Cam Newton has taken in his career, I guarantee you 45 of them are him in the pocket. And then one of them is when he slowed down at the goal line on at Atlanta and got bopped. Oh, yeah, that was that was bad. That was really bad. But, like, Cam Newton gets just pummeled in the pocket. So that's why I'm thinking, like, maybe a trade-off of less weight and more speed isn't going to be worth it for him Okay, because he's going to be taking the hits in the pocket. Yeah. Um, speaking of training, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, those dudes are ripped. They've Just been training together in the offseason. Coming to you from the bros, the swole yeah. alert, alert. I saw a tweet under one of the Panthers' tweets, and it was like uh, Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed when they're like dancing in the ocean in, in a Rocky Three. 
and it's like after they complete a workout. <laughs> it was so funny. So funny. But baseball's back. Who's going to win the World Series, John? I want the Cubs to win, but I think the Rockies are going to win. Do you think they're going to have a uh, a very consistent season or an up and down or like a, a rocky season, if you will? I'm not going to answer that question, but um, I'm, just, I'm just not. But I, I will go through my division winners, though. Okay. Um, I think the I think the Braves will win the East in the National League. How do you think they'll win? Do you think they'll be scared or I'm not? Or 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 Cubs or, will or win brave. the Central. Cubs or will brave, win the Central. John. Stop it. Cubs will win the Central. I'm speaking it into existence. Uh, Brewers and Nationals will be the wild cards, and the Rockies will win the West. Actually, I don't know about the the Nationals getting a wild card because the I forgot about the Dodgers, but Rockies going to win the West. Um, Red Sox will win the AL East. The Indians will win the AL Central. And I think the the Astros will win the West. That's not really a hot take. Mariners are looking pretty good as well, even though Ichiro retired. Do you think that the Mariners will um, like just go out of the gate really hot and just sit in that top spot all year, just sitting there marinating? In the top spot, or do you think they'll let it come on at the end? Uh, what about the Brewers? Do you think they're going to be a team boy. that like just nope, immediately no, comes at you, or do they just let's take all season to brew Stop into it. a really good Stop team? It. Stop it. Let's talk Something's about brewing, guys. the Game Boys. If you don't know who they are, that's our intramural team. Competitive, by yes, the way. Competitive, by the way. It's important. Won our first playoff game. <laughs> we, Very close game. Well, technically second. First team didn't show up. Oh, yeah. but Forfeit. Yeah. We won in a close game. We played like garbage, and we still won. It was... 38 to 34 with a minute and a half left. Yeah. John kicks to me in the left corner. Back iron on the three. Bro, that was such a nice pass, too. It was, and it was a good shot. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It just no, barely missed. Yeah. And then yeah. Mitch comes back in the next trip down the floor. Oh, so clutch. Yeah. Shout out to the boys that couldn't beat us and were very, very salty about it. Bro, they had a whole fan club of try-hard yeah. hipsters. It's, it's fun. It's fun to beat them. We played our worst game of the year, like, by far, and we still beat them. Yeah. Can't be beat. We're the best. <laughs> well, we got the number one seed for the next game, so we'll yeah, see. That's not next week, this week after, but we'll definitely talk about it. Cause we're that sad. Well, I'm I uh I didn't score once again. I'm over from three this year. It's all good. But that's, I didn't score at all. No. <laughs> that's all we have for the show for you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Um Tune in next week. We're, we're going to recap men's swimming. We're going to talk a lot more about the non-revenue sports, uh, tennis, track and field, softball, all those getting started and continuing their season. So tune in next week. Uh, Benjamin Denton, John Hinton, thanks for listening to the Pack is Life Sports Show.